The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. News when you need it. Fun when you want it. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad. It is Friday on the 630 Chad Afternoon News. I was looking at the... Uh, well, Eileen's been talking about it. Jesse's still sticking to the possibility of some heavy snow on Tuesday. What? Yeah. I, I have not heard that. Yeah. Remember when we talked the other day? He said there could be up to 20 centimeters of snow I on Tuesday. I thought he was kidding. No. Although I've been looking at other um, Models, forecasting yes. places, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're just suggesting like 30% of 30% chance of flurry. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here. 20 centimeters of snow huh. on Tuesday. Do you know uh, what we need to bring back into uh, the world is uh, snow days? Because <laughs> this is ridiculous, honestly. And I don't know what the figures and facts are, but it does seem like it shouldn't be snowing in April at this point. And I know it has in the past and whatever, whatever. But it just seems like, and I know we set a record, right? Yeah. 167 days of but temps that fell below zero, zero. right? Um, it's been darn cold and too long, and uh, I've had enough. And every time you see a forecast like, well, it's going to go up to nine tomorrow, you're like, great, that should get rid of the snow if it stays for a day or two. It's like, oh, then there's more. Then there's going to be more snow. I was, yeah, and then I keep thinking, oh, just need that slow and steady melt to happen because uh, I don't know about your backyard. You know how when everything just starts to pool? Mm. It just, yeah, it gets pretty ugly back there. <laughs> and I don't think there's been any. Um, um, picking up of the uh, dog droppings. Yeah, well, that's not going to be an issue. This will be our first yes. one without, oh, without uh, dog poop back there. Jackie. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, hey, it is Friday, and um, we do have the big blue folder of stories. Uh, this one kind of relates to a conversation we had earlier. We were talking about tomorrow being your um, what was it? National Celebrate ex- your spouse ex day, day or something. Yeah, and and we were talking about uh, you know finances as well, meeting and marrying and and whatever else. Uh, but there's a study put out by the Daily Mirror. You know how I like to read the Daily Mirror. <laughs> From the UK, okay, the UK. yeah. Because they just have great studies and funny stories. Uh, but they asked the uh, question, um, how many people did you kiss uh, b- before you found the one you're with now, the one person? Uh, and according to this new study, the average woman will kiss 22 people. Just kiss. They'll kiss 22 people before they find the one. And the average man will mm. kiss 25 so maybe I guess we'll take a little longer, or we're what, not as what fussy. What kind of time frame are we looking at? Like, what are the what's the age range? The there? age ranged uh, adults up. So this was eighteen and up. So if you were in a relationship, they asked how many, and they uh, got people to count. And here's some other results mm-hmm. from the study: the aver- average age when you actually will meet the person, uh, will or should. No, uh, on average, okay. uh, the age you'll meet the person you'll settle down with is 27, which is interesting mm-hmm. because I met Carol right around 27. I was a little older than that, but 27 is about right. Mm-hmm. Um, on average, an individual from birth to death will have an average of five relationships that end really badly. Five. Do any of them end really well? Well, that, you know, those were my late teens and early 20s. So, 
<laughs> Hopefully I'm at the end of that road. Uh, also, you'll be the one doing the dumping in three of those badly ending relationships. Okay, yeah. Um, and you'll only cry after two of them. These are all averages. <laughs> and how about this, if you want a sad statistic? 30% of single people, so these were those who answered, no, I'm not in a relationship. 30% of single people people have now given up on finding their soulmate, uh, but 45% are still holding out hope that it could happen. A third of people have given up on finding their soulmate. You know why you should give up on finding your soulmate? Because you're trying too hard. Because there's no such thing. Oh, yeah, then then that whole soulmate. Like I said, I tweeted one time a couple of years back, right? I've never been on the outlook uh, for the lookout for my soulmate. I've been looking for somebody prepared to be my cellmate. And we've both found our cellmates, yeah, without <laughs> yeah. a doubt. Yeah. But that's, you know, and, and people have different words and way to describe their relationships. And yeah, some people call them soulmates. Some people call them best friends. And uh, I know you and Carol are on the same page as Coach and, um, and I are on this. We don't like those words no. when it comes to describing our relationships. There's two uh, popular terms that I don't like. But you can use them if you want. They just don't, oh yeah, whatever, whatever. whatever blows yeah. your skirt up, yeah. Soulmates and man caves. Those are two things. Yeah. I think man caves is so stupid on so many levels. I, I think you almost find it demeaning. I do. Yeah. Because what you're suggesting is that my my the rest of your house is the rest of your house is not mine. Yeah. That I have this dark hole somewhere that is my property, and that I need that because what I can't function in the rest of the house, mm. or you know, I just I don't like it. I, I, I've just always thought it was dumb. May I ask, how old were you the first time, well, when you met your first wife? Um, 27-ish? Was no, that around? No, no, that's my second. So I was in uh, my last year of university when I met her, so 80, no, no. 80, 81 is when I met my first how old wife. Were you, no, how old were you? I would have been 18 or 19. Oh, really? You were that young? Yeah. But you weren't 27 27 when you met Carol. Carol was 27. Carol was nine years younger than me, and I believe I was like 32, so she would have been 23. She she was young. She just turned 50. You've been married for 25 years. Right, and we dated and got engaged and everything for a year. So my math is a little bit off there. So, yeah, she would have been around 24, which is funny now because I look at Maddie, who's coming up on 24, and think, well, you're far too young to be in a... Marriage, Or Jim, to think about that. Yeah. And I can see now, it's funny, uh, I can't recall, I think it was Mark Twain who said, the older I get, the smarter my father becomes. Mm. But it's, uh, when I think about her, my wife, my wife's dad's reaction to the news that we were going to get married, and I thought it quite strange that he was so against it, uh, which he was. Uh, in fact, said over his dead body, I believe, <laughs> um, although it did take place. And then held me to a, a standard I didn't believe mm-hmm. I needed to be held to. But now, at almost 60, with a daughter who's that age, I, well, I get Well, it. if Maddie came home and told you that she was Getting married... Getting married? Oh, that's... Yeah, that... Mm. You know, I can't stop her. She's not my no, property. Not property. Uh, but as a dad... And as the person who half raised her, I would want to sit yeah. down with that intended. And, and, and some people, you know, have gotten married, have 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 tied the knot very young. You know, 17, 18, 19, early 20s to me, there was just no way that that was going to happen. I got married the first time at 30. Divorced at 36. Well, you know the two considerations? Boy, we're talking a lot about life today, but it's Friday. Yeah. What the heck? In my mind, the two considerations are this. I was if my daughter near ready to be married. Right. If my son or daughter were to talk to me about marriage, here's what I would tell them. There's, there's a, a, a really great 
window of opportunity to get married and have a successful marriage if you're able to find the window. So the window, I think, falls between being financially stable enough to enter into a relationship and not being too old that your children, um, you know, will have to change your diapers before they leave home. So that's late 20s, early 30s. In my mind, that's the window of perfect opportunity. Well, now, I think perfect opportunity is finding the perfect person. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? For for me, and I, I often say for guys, and then guys don't agree with me, so I'll say for me, and I've always said this, I mean, how many people have based their relationships on having the right amount of money and the right time to have kids? <laughs> well, lots of people plan these things, right? And and or feel the clock ticking. So mm-hmm. they will say, we need to make a decision on where we're going with our relationship because now's the right time to have mm-hmm. kids or whatever, right? But I've often said this, and I'll say it of just of me, that I think... Um, there's a lot of women who plan their marriage or uh, from a very small age, what the perfect marriage would look like, the wedding, what it would yeah, look like, the where they would like, live, yeah. the house, the, you know. And I think men, when they get to the point where they're ready to get married, uh, marry the person who's standing next to them. And, and, and not all men are that way and not all women are that way. But that has been my experience that there comes a point in a man's life where he just goes, yeah, I'm ready she'll do. And I'm not saying that's what I did, but it's like whatever relationship you're in at that point, um, I guess maybe this is a better way to put it. And you go ahead and disagree with me. It's just an opinion on my part or a theory. That women meet a guy and and immediately begin assessing the inventory. Like, would he make a good husband? Would he make a good father? Would he be a, a provider? Would he be a great partner? Um, men are more like, hey, she looks great in those jeans. And then when you get to the point where you're thinking, I should settle down, you think, yeah. She, she still looks okay in those jeans. She still looks good in those jeans, yeah. <laughs> like, and again, no, there's no cookie cutter to this. And maybe times they are a-changing, and I'm not catching but up you, with it. But that's you, my but experience. Was that the experience in your first marriage, do you think? Oh, definitely. But not your second marriage. No. In my And now, because that alters the sample, right? <laughs> because in my first marriage, I was graduating from university and moving to Sault Ste. Marie and, no, and knew no one, but was having a great time with this gal in Halifax, and her mom would not allow her to live with me unless we had plans to get married. Uh. So she came out to visit a couple times, and they were great. You know, those were great weeks, right? Um, and so we, I sort of said, well, okay, well, let's just tell your mom we're planning to get married. And then we ended up getting married. Like the plans just turned into a real thing at some point. And I don't, I think it kind of caught up to both of us, right? The second time around, I knew all the pitfalls of not thinking this through. So maybe I was a little more mature or whatever. And maybe I'm, I'm, I'm now going to become a hypocrite because the second time around, I considered both those things, the, the now and the later. You know, Carol was a great girlfriend and loved talking with her. And But I also considered the, well, would she be a good stepmom to my children? Does she want to have children? Because I didn't. Does she want to be a stepmother? Yeah. Does she want to live in Calgary? Like you start, you know, thinking about yep. there's no point in wasting time now. It's funny to think back on it because I was in my 30s thinking, well, I'm running out of time for this. And now I'm, you know, in my late 50s and I'm like, yeah, I could totally get remarried if I had to. No, you have said you would never do it again. Yeah, I mean, but it wouldn't be... Like, I don't feel like it's an impossible task, but I, I wouldn't. I, and, and this might be a generalization. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my gosh, we have to take a break here. Sorry. Um, oh. Is that... Um, that I, I, I think that um, men move quicker out of uh, a relationship 
Mm-hmm. If it's split up, someone has passed on, something like that, they they want someone sooner in their life than 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 women do. Well, and there's a lot of factors to be considered. Men are also um, historically considered problem solvers, right? That so that's you don't have a wife, solve the problem by getting a wife. Yeah, getting a getting, let's get another one. Here. Right. Yeah. Love the text on the text line this afternoon. I'm 33, two years single, not jumping into it. We're not all the same. I didn't say you were all the same. No, I didn't say we're all the same either. I also said that men have a tendency to jump in when they're ready. So if you're not ready, cool. Yeah. No problem. I'm just, I I certainly have seen people, uh, and and on both sides though too, but I just see it uh, often more with uh, men I find kind of moving. Yeah. Happily Uh, married male here. So not, or not (laughs) so at all, Andrew. So totally disagrees with me from Slave Lake. No problem. And this from Edmonton. Andrew, you're dead on. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. I married at 19. My daughter is 26 and I don't think she's old enough to cross the street by herself. No, it's hard, (laughs) isn't it folks? Yeah. It's uh, and then someone says there's no such thing as love. Wow, that's a little jaded. Maybe, maybe for you. It is funny because all parents, I think, have had this conversation about their kids in terms of what their kids or how they've... And some see it as parents have, like I do sometimes, that I've, I've failed to prepare my children for real life. The fact that they don't know how much their data costs a month or uh-huh. whatever, right? And so as a result, you know, you think, well, they can't live on their own or they can't be in a marriage or they're not mature enough, but they'll figure it out. And I, and I say that knowing that I'm one of those parents, but I know in my heart, they'll figure it out. They'll get out there, they'll have their ups and downs, they'll have their bad days and good days, but they'll figure it out. And if that means like it did for us, uh, in my first marriage, that the power gets turned off occasionally, or the phone gets, uh, you know, you ignore disconnected. the phone calls from the creditors, <laughs> right? Yeah, or all you, that, yeah. You never answer the phone or your mail, right? <laughs> all the things that Kelly Keene says not to do. Exactly. In the end, they'll figure it out, right? And I, my biggest challenge, I think, for these two when they move out, is not to keep helping them. That will be my biggest challenge, because if they and, and they don't. I mean, maybe they know how to use me or play me, but they rarely directly ask for any help from me, but I still often give it, you know. You always give it. I always give it, and and I, ha- I, I know I have to stop that, and the easiest uh, line in the sand is when they're not living with me because they're clearly not under my roof, right? But I know that if one of, I mean, even to this day, Ashley, my oldest, she's in her 30s, she wants to buy a house, and I twice had to catch myself saying, well, I'll co-sign mm-hmm. for you. But right? again, that's 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 what parents do. They take care of their kids. And you just want to make their path I, a little I, easier than yours, I'm right? Not, I'm not sure if that ever changes, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been really great that I haven't had to ask for any help from my parents in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a time, let's say in my early 20s, that, oh, you know, sure. dad, dad had to help out because of that stupid credit card. Well, and it's not necessarily selfless. It it could be selfish because it makes you feel like a parent again. Yeah. Like it makes you feel, oh good, they still need me. Yeah. So there's there's that aspect of it too that, oh, I'm happy to ride yeah. in on a white horse and <laughs> save you from well, it's like planning. A, it's like planning a wedding for your, <laughs> for your kids because they live in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Right? And all of a sudden your plan was like, oh gosh, I got to plan another one. But you're planning a wedding because yeah. you want to make sure that it's done and yeah. done right. Exactly. And you have more experience with weddings. <laughs> yeah, combined. <laughs> combined. It's a... The two of us could plan a heck of a wedding. Oh. We've nailed down four over the last well, 25 well, years. Well, think so. about it. Between, between Coach, me, and you, oh, there's, yeah. there's, 
<laughs> we should start six. a company. <laughs> <laughs> what would we call it? Uh, well, you know what? Uh, all the best shows have and coach. So we've already got that. Jayla and I, Andrew Gross, and coach. We'll plan your wedding. You know what? I see a great idea coming together here, honestly. It's got to pay better than this. Or, can we do something with gross negligence? Instead of negligence, nigh? Nigh gross. We will nigh be gross and coach in the morning. No, still, no, we'll work on it. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.